Welcome to Comms Across Continents, a Simply podcast. I'm Aish, Content and Community Manager at Simply. And I'm Patrick, Content and Communications Director. Aish, who are we interviewing today? Today we're speaking with Anisi Vergesi, who has over 20 years experience in internal and corporate comms. Spending most of his working career in India, he talks to us about multinational communication strategies. He also runs his own communications blog, which was the first IC blog in India, and LinkedIn newsletter, Internal Comms Insights. Ah, great. Let's get started then. Hi, Anisi. Welcome to the Simply Podcast. Can you tell us a little about yourself, please? Yes, thanks. Thanks for inviting me and uh, delighted to be part of your show. Um, I'm a internal communications uh, leader, author, speaker, um, and I've also been an academician uh, for many years. Um, I've got about 22 plus years of experience. Um, started my career in advertising, and then I uh, kind of found my calling in internal communications. Specialized in it for many years. Uh, started my a blog in 2006, which um, I still continue to post one post per week. That's my commitment to the community. And I've been, uh, you know, training, teaching, you know, coaching, mentoring students and professionals um, along the way and speaking at various conferences. So that's that's a quick summary about myself. Thanks. So we're going to talk about your um, yeah your your blog later as well. Um, uh, and I know that the majority of your career has been uh, working in India uh, in corporate communications and internal communications. Can you just quickly run through some of your experience um, professionally, what you've been doing in the past 20 years? Absolutely. So um, I, I also do have a brief stint in Bangladesh. So that was my first job. Um, so I, I started my career in advertising and I was working with uh, the Leo Burnett group in, in Dhaka, Bangladesh. So uh, that's that's how I got uh, involved with uh, communication in some form. And uh, and then uh, I, I kind of you know moved into the broader corporate communication domain when I came back to India. And uh, I realized uh, at that stage that uh, you know, I was very passionate about engaging people and understanding how organizations work. And I realized there was a huge opportunity and huge potential for internal communications. And those days, 20 years ago, uh, there, there wasn't really uh, much being talked about or discussed or even given priority about internal comms in, in India, especially, or at least in uh, that uh, in, in the South Asia region. And, and I, I thought that um, I, I could do my bit by contributing and giving back. So I started talking about the top, you know, about internal comms, writing about it. And um, along the ways, of course, I, I worked with multinational companies like Accenture, Oracle, um, you know, Tesco uh, and various other firms where uh, I've been leading teams and I've been also uh, engaging on large multi, you know, city multi-locational campaigns to engage, improve employee experience, uh, raise the profile of the brand both internally as, and obviously in partnership with the marketing team externally. Uh, and so that's that's broadly been uh, what I worked on and and I've what I found uh, quite interesting and relevant is that there there has been a dramatic shift in terms of how internal comms are now per, you know perceived compared to what it was earlier i mean it's no more the you know no more given uh, the stepmotherly treatment compared to pr it's now considered very you know strategic it's considered front and center of all um, how leaders 
think about communication and uh, I would think that now Intelcoms has a seat at the table in most uh, mature uh, forward-looking organizations. Yeah, thanks. We're going to uh, touch on um, yeah the progression. Uh, it's certainly what you've noticed uh, throughout your career a bit later. And I know you mentioned earlier, um, so obviously you've, you spent the vast majority of your career working at slightly in Bangladesh and uh, obviously now in Poland, but mostly uh, in your home in your home country. But obviously, as you mentioned with Accenture, a lot of them are global work, workforces that you're communicating to. Um, so just, I'm just interested to know as to what extent you would need to tailor your your messages to local audiences um, and, you know, how much involvement you would have in that in your career. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, th I think some of the multinationals uh, bought in those best practices uh, from global and, you know, that some of the thinking evolved quite uh, probably uh, late for Indian companies to really understand and appreciate how intercoms can be done and what are some of the most uh, effective approaches and channels and strategies to adopt. And um, I, I feel that, uh, you know, the opportunities to uh, understand the employee, involve employees in the process and the journey and, uh, you know, in, get stakeholders to appreciate how intercoms can improve not just the the short term goals, but also improve the bottom line in, in the long term. Um, that's that's something which um, is so effect, you know, so important and crucial. And that's what I've uh, been able to and been thankful that I had the opportunity to work on and engage closely with stakeholders to make a difference and make an impact on the ground. Thanks, Jose. Brilliant. And um, you mentioned, obviously, you've you've worked um, in multinationals, but you would have been tailoring messages to an Indian audience. So are there any um, kind of nuances you can share with us? Yeah, so I think uh, from a cultural standpoint, of course, every um, country, every geography has their, um, you know, specifications which need to be considered. Um, and of course, in India, if it's a, you know, high, um, high touch kind of uh, environment or a high, you know, high concentration environment, you, you need to be aware that everyone uh, wants to have a say in um, how comes is done and you know so that's that's really how some of these cultures operate and so just being aware of uh, you know some of the nuances on the ground being uh, being culturally aware being uh, also closer to uh, you know listening to employees and uh, taking their feedback uh, being you know being very very uh, aware that some of these um, cultural nuances can have an impact on communication, especially when you're drafting communication, when you're putting it out, testing it, ensuring that um, you are getting it right the first time around. That's very crucial. Um, and of course, uh, it's it's also important to understand there are, you know, not just English work. Sometimes you will need to, um, you know, suit the 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 tone and the approach based on the local languages. Sometimes you got to mix a bit of the vernacular in, in some of the content to make it more appealing, make it more, uh, you know, make it more acceptable uh, to the audiences. I think so those are some of the key factors. And of course, uh, you know, because, you know, the cultural aspects also, there is hierarchy which comes into play. Leaders feel that they uh, need not engage as closely or uh, you know need to participate as actively as they they are expected to it creates that distance and divide 
and again the role of communication communicators is to help uh, leaders bridge that gap uh, and of course social media and internal uh, social networks has helped uh, you know break down those silos which is which is great and again that's the role of the internal communicator to appreciate some of these channels understand the technologies behind it you know understand the leadership styles and try to make sure that uh, people can uh, get closer and get connected and collaborate better and faster and easier. Yeah, that's a really, very interesting point you made there about leadership um, comms. It sounds like the barrier is slowly breaking down, but obviously the the, the cultural nuances that, that you just mentioned uh, are still, still important to, uh, to have a look at. Um, so you are also a public introscope, which helps communicators in their day to day. So what was your um, your motivation for setting this up? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I've been, um, like I said, I've, I've been quite passionate about giving back to the community, uh, both uh, from uh, as a professional, but also from the academician standpoint, because I've earned a PhD in 2021 and I've always been uh, interested in research. Um, and I feel one of the biggest gaps is that the, the you know, what what is actually practiced uh, in the workplace may not really have uh, strong linkages back to theory and research and some and and I think that's something which I'm trying to bridge. But uh, Introscope, of course, allows um, me to teach people some of the basics of internal comms, uh, help uh, you know seasoned professionals get better with what they're doing. So I I conduct workshops, I do uh, mentoring, I do coaching, uh, as well as uh, I've authored a couple of uh, books on, on 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 communications, and that's something which uh, helps me then uh, you know give back in ways that matter. Um, so in fact, I've also been doing some pro bono internal comms work for charities to help them get better with their internal comms. And um, you just mentioned that you you've authored some books on internal comms. Could you um could you tell us a bit about that, please? Yes. So uh, I've uh, authored a book in 2012 called Internal Communications Insights, uh, Practices and Models, and uh, this is with uh, Sage Publications. In fact, I'm working on my next. Uh, it's more like a follow-up book uh, on that. Uh, Ten years after, um, and. Uh, uh, also, there have been a lot of these co-authored books, uh, both on research as well as with practitioners that I've, I've authored, and these are with uh, some of the global networks of, of internal communicators whom, whom I continue to engage with. Uh, so yeah, so those those are the uh, books. So the, the, the next one is uh, scheduled to be out this, this year. Um, I'm looking forward to you know sharing that with the world. Great. We look forward to uh, to reviewing that, and if so, when it's um, when it's out. Um, obviously, you, you a lot of the work with Intrastrope. You also you also repopulate um, on your um, your LinkedIn newsletter, uh, Internal Comms Insights, um, yeah. focuses you know on uh, employer branding and, and IT holistically. Um, just interested over the years. Um, what do you think? What do you feel has changed? Um, what have your key learnings been? Well, I think the the biggest uh, change and shift that I've seen is um, the way internal comms is definitely perceived. Uh, it's it's more seen as a strategic function. It's one of the fastest growing uh, functions within the corporate comm domain, uh, and that's been established by research. Uh, but what I see is that uh, uh, a tremendous shift in terms of how organizations are beginning to realize that. Um, you know, employee advocacy and employee experience is so crucial. So there is a, 
uh, an opportunity for internal communicators to kind of straddle that world between internal and external and make sure that what um, you know how employees can become the best advocates of the brand and take the internal brand externally in a way in ways that make the organization uh, reputation stronger and better. Thank you very much. Thanks. And um you know, as a as a corporate communicator, what are you most passionate about? Um, so I know that you've got particular interests in inclusion, sustainability and ESG. So um, I'm interested to know how much input the comms function has in actually creating change and not just communicating it. Well, yeah, you, you have a point because um, very, very often we hear that, in, you know, communicators aren't invited for discussions early enough and that um, you know doesn't really help because they aren't able to contribute in at at the time when it's most required and most needed and i think that's that's fundamentally uh, an issue uh, not not just i think it there are two parts to it of course i think the internal communicator has a role to play to establish a credibility about themselves as well as the function and therefore uh, get a seat at the table and get invited to these conversations. On the other hand, I think there is also uh, leaders and managers also need to be coached and trained to appreciate that internal communications is a strategic uh, function which needs more, uh, you know, more in, more investment, and it's not uh, to be considered only when things go wrong and when there's a crisis which hits. And therefore, you know, every day there are change messages change initiatives that happen but unless uh, you know internal communicators uh, are able to work closely with stakeholders and get them to appreciate how change can be done better and what are some of the barriers which internal comms can overcome uh, this will obviously not uh, help the organization in the long term and we've seen that you know just about 10-15% of change initiatives uh, are successful and therefore there's a huge opportunity for internal communicators to play their part. Thanks Anusu. Um That's, um, yeah, as you say, getting, uh, getting those conversations earlier are critical and, and helping to communicate um, change and uh, especially initiatives that, um, that are so um, prevalent within everyone's lives um, and that, you know the rise of ESG and DE&I is is critical. You mentioned a little bit earlier about some pro bono work that you're doing. Right. Um, would you be able to talk a little bit about that or any interesting projects that you're part of? Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I do. In fact, uh, there was a there was a charity in India which which looks after, uh, you know, children with cancer and you know ailments like that. And they had reached out saying that, you know, their their organization really needs help in terms of connecting their staff and stakeholders. And they weren't really uh, thinking about internal comms as much as they should. And so that's when I offered to provide them some uh, consulting. So I kind of audited the internal comms uh, channels and the content and their practices. And then I pr proposed uh, and recommended uh, a plan and strategy and approach that they could use to improve. And based on what I've seen and what I've heard from the feedback they've what I've received, they, they, they have uh, started implementing it and they are able to see positive results. So I'm quite pleased that I was able to help uh, them out. Oh, that's that's great to hear um, that you've got tangible results from uh, from auditing and and um, going in and, and making a difference in their business. Honestly, well, that was a fantastic comms across continents. Thank you ever so much for your time, and um, yeah, we'll um, be back with another comms across continents shortly. Thank you for having me.